It's beer o'clock and time for drunken time travel. Again. Again. Always drunken time travel. It's English Gav. How is English Gav on this fine day? English Gav is trying to get drunk. So just like every other day? It's not every other day. I I said every day. Oh. Did I? Or every other day? Oh, that might be right. Yeah. Neither of us can remember what we already said. Yeah. Welcome so to it's a typical good. show. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, here we are, and we're saying hello and goodbye. We're saying mm. goodbye to the second doctor. Wow, where's he gone? He, he he's gone away. Oh. He left a note. Did yeah. Are we going to find out what the note said? It said, "Pick up my washing." And did anybody pick up the washing? Jamie did, I think. Until he was shot by somebody. That sounds about right. In Scotland, for some reason. You know he should have got to pick up the washing. Who? Polly. Polly. She'd have done it. She she would have done it, yes. And built a cup of tea back. Yes, and probably spilled the coffee over the the, the washing, even though it was tea. Um, and avoided a death ray blast. But, but it wasn't, see, it was coffee in the cup. But then, it, when it spilled, it could have been coffee or tea. It was like Schrodinger's cup. So let's talk about the second Doctor. <laughs> uh, yeah, very lot of, lot of good stories. Not so good ones, but there, 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 were, a lot of there were lots of stars. There were lots of stories. Let's discuss yeah. what our top five... We've done a top five list yes. each. We both agreed on two... Haven't we? Only two of them? Yes, two. we've yes. agreed on two. First one we agreed on. Yes. The Power of the Daleks. Did you remove the war games? Didn't you include that? I, I, I made a list of six or seven, and then I took off the, took war. Off the war games. It, it didn't make the final cut? didn't make the final cut. Okay. It was too long, I think. It was, wasn't, there was too much capturing and releasing. It would have been in the top seven. But we don't deal in top sevens. Unfortunately. Not in this world. I do. Not in this lifetime. No, you deal in marks out of seven. It's it's a similar thing. It's not really. (laughs) It's not. (laughs) It's not. It doesn't mean you also tell the time on base seven. We should do. (laughs) How would that work? I don't know yet. (laughs) (laughs) how, How do we tell it at the moment? Rather complicatedly. It's it's not really on anything. Any one base, is it? Anyway, yes. Is it, isn't it base 6 or base 12? It's base 12, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Well, it is until you get to, like, days. Hours instead of days. It, it, it's fucked up, really. It is. Someone should sort it out. Well, they did. In, back in history at some point, which is the worst time in, in, in the world, apparently. Yeah. Um, back in history, I think it was France, they they tried for a little time telling the time by base 10. So, like, decimalising time. I, uh, I've seen uh, a fair few proposals for decimalising time. But they actually... And some that actually look really uh, efficient. But they actually did it. Good for them. But not for long. They did it, and then it was like, we just gave up eventually. I'm up for doing it. We'll do it now. Will we just do it, and then not worry about what everyone else does. I did actually do it myself for a short while. 
uh, nobody else oh, caught oh. on with it, so I don't <laughs> <laughs> it. Is this true? Yes. <laughs> There's going to be more to the story. I decided from now on I was going to convert the 24-hour day into 100. 100 hours? Yeah. And convert all time into fractions of that 100. So, right, how, how, what? I said there were minutes, there were like 100 minutes or 10 minutes in in an hour? 100 minutes in an hour. There was uh, 100 hours in a day. And 10, no, I can't remember how it was. There was 100 hours in a day and probably 100 minutes in an hour. (laughs) A 100 hour being one of the 100 that was in a day. (laughs) If you had an interview at that time. I can't exactly remember. Sorry I'm late. What happened is I've converted everything to decimalised time. But I I had a spreadsheet. You're too busy for me now. (laughs) But I had a spreadsheet where I just plugged in the the hours and the minutes and it would uh, would give me the decimalised time. And I were talking that for a few weeks. When was this? About 96. So you would have been about twenty. It, it was. Not, not it was 12. shortly after I got the internet. Of course it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, second doctor, yes. Uh, apparently, we're doing a Doctor Who podcast. Who knew? So, so we both agreed. That there's nothing more about this decimalized story, is there? No, not really. That's about it. Because I want to mine as much as I possibly can. I, I can't say I have. I would like it if we had decimalized time, but just, I don't know why. I just find it, I just think it would be pleasing. Just because everything else is. Except America mm. and one other nation, of course. But I have seen really good cases for decimalizing time. It, it splits up the day more evenly and makes sort of fractions of times and hours a lot easier to calculate using some sort of base 10 rather than the that more people are familiar if, with. If they kept minimum wage at the same amount per hour, I'd be fine with that. Because <laughs> presumably you were working a lot more hours. So yes, the first yeah. uh, the first one we've got in common is The Power of the Daleks. Yes. Because it was awesome. Because how can you not like Sir it, the it, Daleks? It was, it was really the first reconstruction that blew us away. What you mean? Apart after? from Marco Polo that you loved. <laughs> How could I forget? Yes. Don't be dead. <laughs> but, but I mean, if it was found, it would be so disappointing if it wasn't as good as we thought it was. Yeah, with the missing assembly line as well. I just loved the sight. The, the, the Daleks were played. They were, they were, they were actually evil on that. They were played, like, psychologically. They were using psychology mm-hmm. against the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was showing exactly... Yeah, as I said, just how evil the Daleks can be. Plus, they're, they're not just a one-trick pony. They are no cunning. Yeah. They are cunning is the right word. God, thank you. And, and uh, they have a plan. And they are your servant, or are they? Uh, the other one we have in common is Tomb of the Cybermen, which yes. we both raved about at the time. I remember. I believe so. Because the Doctor was very. It's not one you need to think about too much, but it is, it is a great one that the Doctor... It's just just wonderful. 
the, the just the, the the archetype of characters they had in it and what they had them do and how the doctor knew kind of knew what was going on all the time and uh. it, yeah it it was a really good balance of everything doctor on it i think and then there was the uh, the one that we both disagreed with at the time, the Dominators. The do- you really didn't like that one, but I did. I didn't say I didn't like it. Or am I not? Um, well, you, you had a lot of issues with it. I have a lot of issues with it, but at the same time I found it entertaining, mainly because of the two Dominators. Uh, and I, their passive aggressiveness. And I just said it was Destroy? very... No. Investigate. <laughs> Is, is is the thing I like. I found it very Doctor Who and what Doctor Who was about. In, in what way? In what way? I don't know. It, more character-wise and everything, I thought it... What do you mean with Cully and uh, all the... Just all the different characters and everything? Yeah, I think so. It's... We, I, I don't know, really. I can't explain it. I'm not interrogating you. Uh, okay. okay. But I did find it to be a very Doctor Who-ish episode. It, it was it was good fun. Uh, it, it's what I expected from Doctor Who, and that's what I got from it. I don't know what I expect from Doctor Who. But apparently that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like the evil of the Daleks. And that was one with Victoria's first appearance. That's where the Daleks use time travel to try and get the human factor. Mm. And you also have creepy Daleks, who actually are friends, but uh, the Doctors put the human factor into them and they're they're being friendly and playing and stuff. And did that have token black guy? That did, yes. There was only two episodes of that. existed. one and four? There were seven episodes, one and four existed. Possibly... Um, yeah, but I but I listened to that on tape years and years ago and liked it. I didn't have a problem with it, but I don't think it made the cut for me. That's fine. What yeah. did make the cut for you? Uh, War games. War games. Interestingly <laughs> enough, I think that's why I took it out because I seven in and thought, well, you got war games in, I'll take this out. Yes, but I you really the, liked the, that. the the last half slowed down a bit, but the Certainly the first, what were it, six? Was it a 12 pattern? 10. 10. The first five, I thought, certainly it was really, really interesting. It, and f- it certainly didn't the first, seem well, the to last, drag. The last two were very good. last one especially. Yeah, in, in the last half, they, they could have shortened that down just a tad, but I think overall it was just a very interesting uh, story. And of course, you got more about the... The TARDIS people, Gallifreyans. The, the uh, <laughs> TLPs, yeah. people from the TLP. Yeah, that's it. I forgot what we called them. So did I in the episode. Uh, yes, very important. I, I also but Yeah, important episode. Um, yeah, and as you said, I just found it very interesting. There was a lot happening at all time. It, it rarely got boring. And it had the slow-moving ambulance. Slow moving. How could we forget? The adventures of the slow moving ambulance. I also had the invasion. So we're in 60s London, 
very much a uh, precursor to what we're going to get with the third Doctor. Yeah, that that was in consideration for myself. And and the great Bond villain. Which was he? He was uh, Vaughn, Tobias Vaughn. I remember the name. He was the guy with the sneer. With the uh, cyber cyber thing that was in his wall. Oh, yes, the... Uh, <laughs> uh, him with... Uh, he, he always had half an eye closed. Yes, him, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> and, then, and then... The white-haired guy. She was assistant, yes. Uh, but yes, I did like that. Mm. It was one of the one of the one of the better Trotten ones. There were a few more. There were, as we as we said, there's a few more that didn't make the cut. But yeah, I think that was one of the better ones. You know, if you're going to watch, well, clearly, if you're going to if you're going to watch one or two of the Trotten ones, you should pick Power of the Daleks or Tomb of the Cybermen. Mm. And since Power of the Daleks doesn't yeah. exist, you've got Tomb of the Cybermen <laughs> just to see if you like that. And my other one, I had to go with the Moonbase. Ben, Polly, and Jamie were in that. Another Cyberman one. Yes, it was quite good, actually. Yes. I thought the Cybermans did the Cybermans, the Cybermen <laughs> did quite well. Appearance-wise, this. Uh, and, and then the, the stretch. The, yes, three stories. And then you had the mystery of uh, of the virus. Which turned out to be the Cybermen, and they worked out. And then the Cybermen are in the in in the in the, uh, the moon base all the time. The call is coming from inside the house. Yes. <laughs> yes. Will you accept reverse charges? Because because obviously mm. the planet was blown up, so they don't have any money. Did did all the money blow up with the planet? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they they forgot to take it with them. Don't they have wallets? No. Why are they going to keep wallets on them? To keep everything else on them, bit lots of it. Do they? Well, like they have, what? They've got like a massive sort of suitcase on front of the chest. <laughs> <laughs> that's for the, that's for smuggling <laughs> drugs, Gaff. Get with it. So, there must be a change of clothes and at least a wallet in there, sure. Don't come, Shirley. Um, and my last one was the Web of Fear. Which was one of the ones found this year. It was it was good, nice claustrophobic with the uh, London Underground and all. And uh, another chance to see Victoria again. Speaking of Victoria, yes, we had the companions Polly, Ben, Jamie, Zoe, and Victoria. Who was your favourite? I don't know. Uh, possibly Zoe. Jamie was good, we all know that. Jamie is awesome. It's Jamie's answer. But I I did like the moments with Zoe and the Doctor more than I I did did. Jamie and the Doctor. I did like the moment, yeah, I preferred Zoe to Victoria. I think the team worked better. It's just unfortunately Mm. they didn't really know what to do with her, the writers, it seemed, a lot Mm. of the time. Mm. Yeah, some of them didn't, yeah. Which is unfortunate, but I think that's a problem with the 60s rather than the Doctor Who writers. Yeah, like the, I can't remember what episode it was. It was like, it, we we talked about it, it was like one one of them decided, thought, oh, the Doctor and Zoe work real well together, we'll put them in a room together, and then they did nothing with them. Yeah, and there was another one where 
they yeah they just or they put the doctor and Jamie together and did something with them and so he was off doing something else it's just oh, what are you doing well I've, I've, I've nothing against Ben and Polly I also like them they weren't as good as I remember them being this time around and I did like Victoria as well Victoria Victoria Waterfield as she told the Dalek once well, yeah, you've got to go with Zoe and Jamie for the best of the companions. Oh, definitely. Which leads us into memorable moments. I just like the Jamie and Doctor bits where it's sort of improvised, but you know, comedy that they that they do. Like this mm-hmm. one where and Jamie the Cyberman, where Jamie and, and the, the Doctor holds his hand because he thinks he's holding Victoria's hand. Just things like that. It's just great. Yeah, and then I think you mentioned about Zoe and the Doctor. Yes, uh, as I said before, I really like the Zoe and the Doctor moments. Uh, they're battling against each other, which who's the most intelligent. Which is weird, because we're going to come up to uh, a companion in the third Doctor, where they talk about how they realised that they couldn't have an intelligent companion because... The companion needed to be a way in for the for the audience, you know. So they had to be stupid, so they could ask the doctor questions and things. But they handled it really well with uh, with Zoe. Mm. Of course, you've got Jamie there. That's that's the stupid one. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can have an intelligent companion. as seen by that. You just you just use comedy like they did. Um. Yeah, just a lot of memorable moments. Alex Cyberman. I mentioned the servant. I am your servant. You you have a memorable moment, don't you? Yeah. Of course, the chef. The chef, yes. Or from, from, say, uh, the from enemy of the world. There's ever been in Doctor Who. <laughs> Better than Ian, as you said. Yes. Better than Ian. <laughs> and why did he skip out on Robert? Robert the Cyberman. Yeah. I mentioned him. Where? Now. Was he in this? No, no, Robert the Cyberman, yeah. And then, of course, you've got the Dalek. Steve. Steve the Dalek. Yes, Steve. <laughs> How did you forget Steve? I forgot his name. We haven't seen Daleks for quite some time, Gaff. Oh. <laughs> Evil of the Daleks was the last time we saw Daleks. Yeah, but Dalek Steve was very much a... Uh, Dalek Steve, yes. A William Hartnell uh, character. Yes. So, but yeah. No, he's just the stupid Dalek every time. But, we'll, but it'll be a while before we get back to him. Mm-hmm. Which is which is the same for him, really. Uh, so we've got a few questions here from, from Stephen, one of our listeners. Our listener. Our listener. One of our... One, one of both of our listeners. <laughs> The first one is, what would you say was the quintessential Patrick Troughton epistory? I'm going to right off the top of my head. Well, obviously, besides the two. The two months of is is the quintessential Patrick Troughton epistory. I was thinking about... Although, maybe not, maybe not. It's got to be a base under seed story, hasn't it? Maybe it is moon-based. Because it's got to be, right, if it's a quintessential... It's Patrick Trouton's story. It's got to have a monster in it. 
It's got to be a base under siege. Much it's got to be a base under siege. <laughs> you know, it's going to be one of the ones where they've got an international crew that's under siege by by some kind of monster, and the doctor's there, who possibly is there to destroy everyone. But then they realise he's actually there to help everyone. So that's going to be yeah. I think maybe Moonbase. What about undersea menace? There's no real base under. There's no international crew. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just because that's happened several times, and that does seem to be their archetype, their trope, if you will. Yeah, possibly if you try to run averages on the. Uh, <laughs> if you run something on, on mathematical formula, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would say Moonbase. Worst story, go. Worst story. Yeah. It's our spirits. 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 Spirits as it will forever now be known. Stephen has another story. Question: <laughs> Who had the more difficult job, William Hartnell establishing the Doctor, or Patrick Trotton taking over from him and helping the public accept the notion of regeneration? We all know it's got to be the uh, second one. Yeah, the I thought. I thought definitely Trotton. Because uh, Doctor Who was unknown when Arnold started, so he had no. There was no risks there, really. But then, yeah, the, and the, then he's Hartnell's then established himself as the character, and this is what it is, and then yeah. So Troughton's got more of the, and then he's got more, it coming, and it's all changed. And it's he's all on new him, guy, yeah. It's got to be a lot harder. See, that's just reminding me of the end of. Uh, an adventure in time and space now. The docudrama thing from last year. Making mm. me tear up again. But we'll, we'll move past that. Yes, definitely, Tron. Yeah. Do yes. you think... Do you... Listen. Yes. Do you think that in some ways Patrick Shatton was more important to the legacy of Doctor Who than William Hartnell? Is his performance more of the template for future Doctors than Hartnell's? If so, does that speak more to something unique in Hartnell's performance, or perhaps that it was very much of its time? I'm not sure. Well, I'm going to say well, yes. And what I, bit? To, to, <laughs> to Patrick Trotton being more important to the legacy. Well, to him being more of a template. And I will cite... Well, yes. You, more, you, more you often hear more of doctors emulating Trotton and not so much mm-hmm. Hartnell. Because Smith said he loved Troughton. Matt Smith said he loved Troughton. And he hadn't watched his story. And he hadn't watched them until he became the Doctor. Although you do... Although I have heard of Davison and Colin Baker saying that they wanted to emulate his... uh, Arno's irascibility. Colin Baker certainly did that. (laughs) (laughs) Although I don't recall... William Hartnell throwing people into acid baths. But anyway, moving on. Well, yeah, I, I don't think it has much of a reflection on William Arnold's performance or anything. No, no. His performance. I think it is just it's going back to what the previous question when it's just the development of the character probably necessary. Yes. That just naturally happened. But which naturally happened just because Patrick Trotton couldn't, he wouldn't get some mm. Patrick Trotton to play the same person. That would just be silly. Hmm. It was just, I mean, we've mentioned it before, but it was just genius just to do that. Oh, yeah. One of the greatest moves in science fiction history. 
Oh, you have one now. Well, in television history, I'd say. Possibly, yeah. Uh, and lastly, do you think Patrick Tratton left at the right time, or would you like to see more of him in the role? Uh, I think you can yeah. never have enough Troughton stories, but possibly with the yeah. coming of colour, it was a good time for him to bow out. Possibly. Oh, I wouldn't mind seeing a bit more of him in colour in HD. And <laughs> you, you wanted to carry on to the 21st century? I would certainly have no problem with seeing Although, having said that, we will see him in colour. In two stories, three stories, we will see him again. In. Well, it, it would be nice to see how the... The change in technology, yeah. See how his stories are uh, improved, if not just an exact replication of... Uh, well, there wouldn't be an exact replication of the third Doctor's stories. No, it would be... No, it would but it means seeing how well, he progressed and uh, done the stories with the new... Yes, that would have been interesting if he'd stayed on. And would his companions have stayed on? Well, no, they wouldn't. Kimmy and Zoe would have left earlier, because they were going to leave. But then he persuaded them to stay on until he left. So if Tratton stayed on, they would have left earlier, and he would have got new companions for the, I mean, at the end, towards the end of the last series. So, yeah. But no, uh, I think, I think, just think it didn't suit him to, he didn't like the longer... He didn't like the long shooting schedule on them, which they then shortened after he left. <laughs> yeah, screw you, Patrick. <laughs> but then he uh, went on to star on The Omen and got decapitated, so, you know, swings and roundabouts. Do you have anything further to add? Uh, no, that's about it, really. Well, next, uh, I'm doing mm. Spearhead from Space, which is the first third Doctor one. So, we're saying... Mm. So we'll be going on to the third Doctor next. Mm-hmm. So we'll be looking. And I'll uh, not be doing this behead from space. You won't be. No. Um, but we'll be looking forward to the Brigadier, the Master, three Doctors, that kind of things. Mm-hmm. All things to come. Super twist. Super twist. come for you to change your appearance, Doctor, and begin your exile. Is this some sort of joke? No, I, I refuse to be treated it. What are you doing? Stop! You're making me giddy. Uh, no, you can't do this to me. I, 